On this week's episode of Allendale Market Talk Podcast, are we in a bull market? It's a great question that Mike and Greg really got to dig into this week. Uh, we want to get a reaction to where we're at on the small grains report that came out this past Monday. Uh, really wanted to find out what we can do with these corn and beans and how to prepare for the upcoming WASI report. We hope you enjoy it. Everybody wants to get down on the USDA for giving them surprise uh, bearish reports, Mike. We got a bullish report. Yeah, once a blue moon. We seem to get one of these. Last time it was out in that June, we got the nice bullish uh, WASD surprise, and now we're getting the nice bullish uh, quarterly grain stocks surprise. Yeah. We'll have to. I mean, we'll take it. Uh, Three hundred million bushels uh, lower than the the Wazi report uh, uh, just you know three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That absolutely is what the shot in the arm that the uh, the corn needed uh, to to go up and fill that gap. And that's exactly what we did. We went up and filled the gap to the decimal point. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. There was no chance for an island bottom. It was, we got it. All right, let's back off a little bit. So mm-hmm. knowing what we know and going into the October 10th WASD report, we should see ending stocks come down on corn to 1.8, 1.9 on new crop uh, ending stocks. Does this change the game? Does this put us, put us into a now bull market? Is it too early to call that? What do you think? I think you're too early right now. You're most definitely going to need to see this October Wazi report be bullish in order to throw us into that bull market. How bullish? Now, I mean, this is one of those things Is it because we already kind of know where the ending stocks are going to be. What else do we need to know? We need to know what this yield's doing. Is the USDA going to recognize anything anytime soon? Or like we saw in this last wa- or this last quarterly grain stocks report, are they just going to be wrong on yields and then fix it? Six months, a year down the line. Well, I think it's or, it's, it's impossible it was, to know where these yields are at. We're we're what eleven percent uh, harvested for corn, something right. like that. Or it's it's impossible to know where we're at. And we've had so many issues, uh, especially in the last few weeks with rain in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I don't think that you can make this call on yield, and I don't think the USDA can make this call on yield until at least next month. If not, waiting until we get to that January report. Right. So right now you got a lot of people saying, well, the USDA just has to bring down the yield on this report. They just have to bring down carryout to 1.6, 1.5. Well, what happens if they leave yield unchanged or even like in previous years raise it by a little bit? Because we didn't get that killing frost before this report. Yeah. So, I mean, will they raise it? Maybe. I think the more likely one is probably seeing this thing just stay unchanged and dropping that export and ethanol. In which case, we're probably looking around that 1.9. So it's too early to call the bull market. Uh, any thoughts on if there is some more follow-through at all uh, beyond that, that gap? I mean, it was you couldn't have written it any better is that there's the gap, let's go fill it, and then let's back off the very, the very next day. That's exactly what we're seeing today. Mm-hmm. We're down 4 or 5 cents right now. I mean, is, it, is this something that... That was all All the funds needed to see was to kind of put the carrot out there to get people bullish and then, you know, just pull the rug right out from underneath everybody? Yeah, potentially. I mean, we're still working with what we know for this crop year, so maybe they adjusted a little bit. 
based on what they have. But if they're still short, sitting in a short position and this next report is bearish, the only gap we have left on this chart is on the continuous chart down there at 358. So could the funds just come in here and average in a position from a higher area? Very well could. Um, so that's what I'm saying. We definitely need this report to be bullish in order to continue, especially if we want this to move above that 4 buck mark sure. in the 200-day at the 402 mark. Well, if they kick the can and they, they leave yields the same or, you know, slightly higher, slightly lower, mm-hmm. and it's not really a big, you know, needle mover, uh, is there just the possibility that we do the sideways dance until uh, until we get to the November report? Is it, you know, can you write off trading corn for the next uh, month after that? I think that the big thing we're going to be looking at here, especially knowing how last year ended out, is if this report does come out very neutral and just really nothing, you'll be looking at these rains, seeing if we keep getting delayed in harvest, seeing if we keep getting the same problems we had at the end of last year. Because mm-hmm. that's going to make people worry that we might see a similar season. We start the year out wet, we end the year out wet, maybe we do it again next year sure. or something along the lines. Well, let's uh, let's talk about these beans then. Uh, beans also had a, a friendly report on uh, on the quarterly stocks report. We brought the uh, the stocks down to nine hundred and thirteen million bushels. That should uh, again pull the uh, pull the ending stocks, the new crop ending stocks down a little more. Maybe get a sub six hundred million bushels on this next report. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's the case out there? Take away the take away the China story. Are we in a bull market for beans? I think we've just been in a large sideways market this entire year for beans. We seem to go up to this 930, 940 level, and we do have a long-term downtrend coming in at 931. So, And that's in the November? That's on the November 19 okay. contract. So you got these levels there that we, we keep wanting to snap back to this 890, and a, a 650 carryout still nothing to be super excited you know, it's not, about it's at not this point. And, by any yeah, means. right. So maybe we get a little bit bold up because we are reducing the stocks, but when it's all said and done, we you look back at the number and you're like, well, maybe, but so there's just not a lot there. It's too early uh, to call bull on uh, a, a bull market on on beans. Uh, let's go back into the uh, into the China story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that uh, currently they are on holiday. Uh, the golden holiday or golden celebration or whatever it's called golden week something. uh yeah golden week and uh when they get back they are sending their delegation over to washington i believe to uh to get back up and and talk uh, uh trade negotiations again um we've seen quite a few numbers coming across the uh uh, across the newswire about purchases from them recently. Um, some of it is speculation. Some of it is actual legitimate uh, purchase orders. But uh, it sounds like you know they kind of held true to their goodwill purchasing uh, when we you know delayed tariff uh, uh, increases. Mm-hmm. So we're going in the right direction. We're getting some uh, some demand. We're getting some goodwill going back and forth. Likelihood of a uh, of a trade uh, trade deal getting done uh, before the end of the year? I find it very unlikely. Um, yeah, things sound like they're going r- well right now, but if you're looking at it f- in China's shoes, there's a South America dryness problem that they 
very well could be covering for right now using U.S. beans that are cheaper, and especially if they're going to exempt tariffs on everything, that's going to be super cheap for them. So they pull in some American beans. They have some good talks going. We do nothing with Huawei, or they don't want to come to the table about any of the IP issues, which we have been hearing about. They don't want to really talk about anything IP-wise. So I just I find it very unlikely that we get a deal done, especially with all the turmoil going on right now between Hong Kong and the impeachment inquiry. There's a lot of different places that these governments are trying to put out fires. Okay. So knowing what we know, thinking the way we're thinking, going into the USDA report uh, on October 10th, what are some examples of things that you can do uh, going into that report? What, it, How should we be looking or what should we think, be thinking about as far as positioning ourselves? Mm-hmm. Some things you could be looking at is, I mean, your risk is to the downside for anything that's being stored. Look to well, it's some, still in the field. Right. I mean, that as well. Um, so you got the stuff in the field. You get throw it in the bins. What are you doing to protect that price going into our usual spring lows you looking out to some potentially march put something along that put a price target ahead of on top of you and sell some calls to cheapen the position as well as have that sell target in place that if it gets hit you go out and sell some crop uh, crop probably a good idea especially with the potential of this retracing back towards that gap fill maybe being a year maybe we see problems arise once we get to the final report but would you do anything shorter term um maybe on the uh weekly or on say the the november uh options yeah i think you can look at some cereals relatively close to the money november options for corn i mean it'll get you through the report and like we said it's gonna be a big report if we do get something bullish you're probably gonna be running higher uh, you get two bullish reports in a row especially with how suppressed the market emotion has been since we came off our highs you very well could just get a very emotional rally going there and it'll get you really just through the report well let's face it i mean if you were if you're buying if you're buying puts in the uh, as a as a method of protecting prices and the price goes screaming higher you're not going to be upset about that Mm -hmm. yeah you wasted seven cents ten cents eight cents whatever it is but if the market goes higher, that means the cash is worth that much more. Mm-hmm. You can then you know, take those short-term positions and turn them into longer-term positions to cover a higher strike. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, a, that's an option that's out there. We, we're really at this point, anything we can do to protect is, I mean, look at, uh, look at what we've done here in the last uh, month and a half, two months. We're forty cents off the lows. Mm-hmm. We went forty, basically to the penny. We went forty cents off the lows, and then on on the beans, it's what uh, sixty cents off the lows. Yeah, roughly. Uh, yeah, roughly. I mean, those are those are, should be screaming for a second chance at life here, mm-hmm. you know, and and especially going into harvest. Everybody wants to talk about seasonally, yes, beans or bean meal and bean oil do uh, tick up at this time of the year. But 
we have a different year this year. We're pushed back on on planting. We're pushed back on harvest. Uh, we've get, we've got some pretty rainy uh, conditions right right now across the Midwest. So um, you could push back that seasonal buying uh, to later on. But anytime you see a, a big rally in these markets going into harvest, when you know you're going to have a big supply coming in, regardless of whether the yields are down a little bit or not. That harvest pressure is a real thing. We need to make sure that we're getting some protection on. Mm-hmm. You always have to remember the risk is to the downside. That's the major risk. You got to you long the field, you long the crop. Make sure you're managing your risk there. Right. There's there's a price price here that decent. It's pretty good. Look to protect it. Yeah. Well, and that's a, one of the things that I, I've I've always told my customers and and trying to get them to understand why we would be selling uh, into a rally is you have to look at the cash side of things and say, that's my paycheck. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, I want to make sure that I get as much out of my paycheck as possible, but I also have to understand that, like you said, the downside risk is your biggest issue. And if you if you want to give back some of your paycheck after you've seen a 40-year or 60-cent rally, I don't think there's many people that really want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if you're bullish. If you're bullish and you still and you have long positions on, leave them on, but at least protect some of that. Yeah, you know. And if you've got the if you've still got the bushels uh, that haven't been sold, you still need to get some protection on there. Do something or or make cash sales. Right. You know, that's that's the the ultimate thing. That's exactly what you really should be doing. But we know most people are not going to do that at this time. A lot of times it's, well, I want to see how much I'm going to get or I need to kind of defer my my sales until after the first of the year for tax reasons. You know, you got to do something with those bushels to at least make a sale, whether it's on the board or at the bin or at the elevator. Mm, most definitely, got to keep the keep the farm profitable, keep yourself going. So, if you guys have any questions regarding this podcast or anything further, please give us a call at eight hundred two six two seven five three eight or on the web allendale inc.com. This week for Allendale Market Talk, Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one.